0: What's
1: up, everybody, and welcome to the 50th episode of the Mint City Soccer Show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not doing this.
1: That was, that was beautiful. That really maxed out on, on the on the levels here, so we'll see how that sounds in, 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 in post in and <laughs> editing. Uh, welcome, everybody. We, we had a special show tonight uh, because we're celebrating our 50th. I really don't think when Johnny and I started this, we thought we'd make it to 50. Mm, nope. History proves that we probably wouldn't have if it's we hadn't brought on 10. these two yeah. guys. <laughs> uh, but we actually have the, the whole crew here. We have me and Johnny Wakefield, the original yep. host who handed over to Matt Swift and David Gussler. and we actually have a live, a huge live audience here with us really uh, to, with to enjoy the enjoy that. Yeah, there we go. Let's get that. Okay. Get that natural sound there i appreciate that guys so we're here to to talk about uh some soccer aren't we guys this is so
0: ridiculous i was about to say the same thing.
1: <laughs> no more ridiculous than anything else we've done ever uh pretty much ever so so i think uh matt you you run out our agenda on this so i can help guide <laughs> things but i want to make sure we we kick it off to you to to how do we want to how do you want to start this night out how you feeling
2: yeah i I'll, i can ask you guys some some questions oh. and the the guests that are here too. So, you know, what are your top three moments of the season, Johnny? You ask me in Slack, I believe, or text, but yeah. We'll start we'll start with you, Johnny. What are you what is your top three Moments of the season so far.
3: Well, I have not been listening to the podcast because I don't do that. Um, so I'll just go just as if worst. I don't know just anything that happens here. Um, <laughs> but I have been watching all the games and then texting you guys when I have questions. Um, so and then jumping into Slack to cause chaos about straws, which we'll get to later. Um, I, my top moment is still the opener. That, the home opener um, against L.A. We didn't score, but uh, it was probably the best sporting event of my entire life. Um, Just the atmosphere was crazy, only to be matched this weekend with my number Mm. two, um, this game on Saturday. The uh, big 4-1 win that we're going to talk about a bit. Yeah. What's Um, your third? So those are my top two. Number three. the away trip to Atlanta was a lot of fun, so that's yeah, probably my third. Because you got to I, hang out
2: with
4: me. Yeah,
3: I did. Yeah. It was and great.
4: We all got to see a GIF of Johnny jumping up and down,
3: frantically <laughs> hugging
4: somebody next to him. It was Ryan it was Bailey, and he thought I was insane. <laughs> and that comes through
1: on the GIF. Yeah,
2: That's good. <laughs> all right, Corey, what about you?
1: I'm really bummed that I can't say that this past Saturday was one of mine, because it sounds like it would have been one of my top three, but I wasn't there on Saturday. It's from the few games I've missed, so I'm bummed about that. So I need to like live vicariously through y'all on this one. But... Two of mine are the same. I'll say um, the the home opener was number one. I mean, just that place being that full, especially after so long of, you know, wanting MLS to come here, not knowing what would happen if it actually did. Would people come out for it? Would it be a thing? I remember driving to the city that day and just like seeing streams of people wearing Mm -hmm. the jerseys and shirts and scarves and be like, holy shit, this is a thing. Like people are here for this. And then the crowd being, it was awesome. So that that one just kind of stands out. I would say my number two was um, the Atlanta trip, yeah. seeing the first goal. That was one of my goals because I, I knew I was going to see the first five
2: matches that the team played. Is that because you got to hang out with me? It
1: is. <laughs> it's that too. We're recognizing <laughs> a teenager. trend yeah, that Matt It's, it's really my wants. favorite despite riding with Johnny both ways in a Which car. Which romantic. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> and that was great. I enjoyed that. Um, even though Johnny said he'd drive home and we got to the car, he goes, you're driving, right? It's like, yeah. oh, oh, great. I okay. mean, why would I drive? <laughs> <laughs> but no, so that, that one just—I I really wanted to see the first goal. Like that was just something I really—and so I would almost say like kind of my star fourth one was seeing the fake first goal at DC. That was a lot of fun seeing mm-hmm. the thing for the first time. But yeah. I wanted to see the first goal, so so getting to see that was awesome. Even though that game ended really poorly, it was just a lot of fun to, to celebrate with everybody yeah. that goal. Um, and then my third one would be the first win, um, mm-hmm. which would have been the the Revolution match. I believe it was the second home game. Was that right? Yep. Yeah. 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 I believe so because i felt like we kept having these moments where like we were playing pretty well but things just kept breaking the wrong way and it was just tough and then that game i believe we went up 1-0 and then they got a penalty and tied it is that correct and yeah. i think then we scored so so it felt like it was kind of the same thing again like oh man we're gonna give this game away some silly way with a penalty or something like
3: that and then just score two goals and run away with that one that was a lot of fun is so that, is it fair to say then that this season has been all downhill since March because all three of your highlights were the first no. four weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, but as far as in-game experiences, yeah, the, the ones I went good. to, those That's are fair. my three yeah. that I had the most fun at. I mean, there's been other really fun games too, but as far as, like, the ones that stand out to me, and again, I probably would have had Saturday had I been able to be there and be a part of that atmosphere yeah. for that one, I definitely would have,
4: but I think for me, those were the three um, that have stood out to me the most.
2: All right, David, what about you?
4: So, I was going to say something very, like, Fresh and like hot take but I'm not gonna say that do because it. I was gonna be like, What are oh, we here for? If not, that. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that, so I'm not gonna be on <laughs> record because I'm gonna get roasted if I was do true. this. So, um, top three moments for me, um, so I would say the DC trip was awesome. Yeah. It was actually my very first MLS game DC away trip. We were making yeah. so much noise that we were louder than the supporters was, in DC. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was yeah. cold, uh, <laughs> and it was great to see some That's of the cool. like you know, supporter group members there just obliterated but also having a lot of fun um, so I think I think there may be some chairs or things missing from the DC Stadium but who knows you know I don't know um, but so that was number right that had to be like one of them the second one I would definitely say um, the first win at home so New England but I want I'm gonna go and say that we we don't just go downhill from their beginning like Johnny said um, so I would say this last weekend was awesome just the 4-1 victory against Nashville the yeah. stadium was insane um, we'll, we'll just we'll just ignore the first five minutes of the match with like the, the storm and the ticketing issues and getting into the stadium we'll just sure. ignore that part of it but the rest of the game was amazing. Um, but I was gonna make a snide remark and be like, you know, one of my moments was Miguel getting fired. But no, I'm not gonna say that. You <laughs> <laughs> just did.
0: You're really you bad just, at that. But, down it, down but, but no, I did. I, no, no I, no. I know. That I, I was not
4: a top <laughs> moment. I'm joking. I was gonna, I was gonna be a smartass, but I'm not gonna do that. So you just, okay. <laughs> so Swift, what, what about your top three?
2: So yeah, the the first game, the inaugural home match, that was that'd be number one. Number two would be Nashville. And then number three, I said Cincinnati. That was when Swiderski hit that free kick. Yeah. Um, and I got to see it. I was I was hanging out in the vault that game and I had a lot of fun. But I will say the DC game was a lot of fun in Atlanta. So, but I'll I'll stick with Cincinnati.
3: Feels yeah. like we came to a top five at least. Yeah. Like all of ours kind of. Landed in there.
4: Just for consistent. the record, mine is not on the list. I was gonna just spit the hot take. So the fourth one I listed is not officially part of my
2: let's, take. <laughs> let's, let's get some other takes from some of our folks that are here. So Becca.
5: Hi, hello.
2: Hello. Give us your <laughs> top three moments. Okay,
5: so my top three moments include the first TIFO that we did at the home Ooh, opener. Yeah. Yep. Which was epic. Seeing was. that, and then just all the great photos and everything that came from that. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the second one was uh, the Revolution game once yeah, yeah. we realized that we're actually going to win a game. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, a good feeling. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then my third was actually uh Yoshiki's first goal with us. Oh, okay. Because yeah. what, we signed him that week. Was that he, against Miami? Yes. Was
2: I think so. Yeah. Wow. S- yeah. Yeah, I think that, that was, was that one. was against Miami. Yep. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Signed You're that right. week, yeah. came in as a sub. Right. Within what, 10, 15 minutes, yep. he scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, wow, it was perfect. Yeah. I love it. I like that one. That's a good
6: one. <laughs> All right, what about uh, Matt Chantry? So my top three very similar to everyone else's, but uh, number one uh, uh, again the the TIFO going up at the the LA game, uh, just kind of like that that moment of like this is real, this is becoming. The, two and a half years, it, it was just a really great, great moment. Second was uh, uh, the, the pre-gaming uh, before the DC game. Um, just again, looking around the, the, the bar we were out there, the mission and the Navy yards there, seeing 180-ish other City members up there with us and a bunch of other Charlotte sports, sports dots around DC that we joined in with as well, marching to the stadium Mater. That was just an awesome moment before the first game. And again, the realization of seeing everything come, come to life. And then lastly, again, Actually, was the, the uh game against Miami because I got to watch that with my dad when he was over here. Oh, nice! And yeah. I, like growing up, I've been going to soccer games with my dad since I was about three or four years old, and uh, it was just nice to have that moment uh, over here and like full circle of life kind of thing.
0: Yeah,
2: that's Beautiful. cool. Yeah. All right, so Mike.
7: If you can't tell, the audience is uh, part of the TIFO team because my number one moment is definitely the first TIFO we did. Yeah. A lot of long hours, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for that memorable moment. And uh, it was definitely worth it. My s-
4: I just want to chime in on that first TIFO moment because I remember I was helping out for a little bit and I left at like, I don't know, like midnight or 11.30 p.m. or something like that. And I went home because we're, I think we're about to move or something like that. And I wake up at like 6 a.m. And i remember texting mike and brandon and chantry here and being like hey so how, how did how'd it go last night you guys done He's like we're still here oh my god <laughs> i'm like what yeah. They're like we're, we, we've been here the entire night i was like so no sleep no sleep i was like well i'm gonna bring y'all some donuts and coffee then
7: <laughs> yeah so behind the scenes a handful of us painted that first tifo for somewhere close to 12 to 13 hours straight yeah and there was a lot of work that went into it beforehand, 12 hours of sewing, plus and plus, just figuring out the entire process. Yeah. Uh, number two is uh, the Adam Armour goal. Mm-hmm. Um, we were robbed in DC. <laughs> yes, we were. I <laughs> may or may not have thrown my beer into the air. Uh, so but gonna... I actually, to have a reason to throw my beer for the Adam Armour goal, <laughs> it, it felt so good. And the fact yeah. that um, Ben Bender assisted that and so, you know, two young guys yeah. Who, yeah. who I hope will be critical to our team in the future. Yeah. It was a great moment. And I think the, uh, the third moment is the first time that I really felt that the, uh, the uh, Ponson or the Pepsan really felt yes. like our own thing. And it just like everybody in the supporter section was doing it. And we did it right before the kickoff. It just felt right. Oh, that was so good. So nice. good. Just yeah. creating that uh, fan culture, it was perfect.
4: Johnny, do you do the do you do that in the in the corner?
3: I do, yeah. yeah. I was up on the jumbotron, jumping up and down in one thirty six, oh. and my wife was like, "Get down! What are you doing?" And I'm like, no, look, we're up there. And she she was embarrassed, but she got texted that she was on the jumbotron. Um, so that's to say, if you are in Mint City or listening to this, and you sit somewhere besides the supporter section, you are still required to jump up and down for the entire thing, yeah. even if people look at you like you're crazy. Yeah.
2: Cool. Well, let's let's keep on the theme of. Uh, our favorite uh, things that's happened so far this season. Let's just talk a little bit about where we are so far as as a team and uh, we'll kind of go around again, like start with you, Corey, again, like how do you feel the season has gone so far?
1: I had very low expectations to start to be totally honest. Like I tried to, especially I think the the Charleston experience really um, (laughs) opened my eyes. I think I was really positive coming in, like with the players are like, OK, this could be good. We have no attackers yet, but this could be good. And then they went <laughs> down to Charleston, and those games were rough. Like, yeah. they were hard to watch bad. Yeah. And so I got really nervous. I really lowered my expectations, I'm like, you know what? Honestly, like, I'm excited we have a team. I'm excited we have a team that I can be mad about if they're not good. And as long as the fan culture, that's always been a thing. I've said this a lot of times on here. As long as the fan culture is still good, like, uh-huh. you know, I don't really care what the results in the field are. Right. So having said all that, I'm really happy with how things have gone because the teams put themselves in a position where like, I expect them to win matches and I'm I'm upset when they don't because they should have won these games. It's not like I'm expecting them to lose every single game. I come in and be like, they can win this. They can totally win this match. And if they don't, it's like, why did we screw that up? So like, I think them being in that position already, the pieces they've added, I think the coaching change has been a really positive thing based on the first what four or five matches that they've They've been under Latanzio. So I think we're in a really good place. I'm happy with what we're doing. And I hope like seeing this summer, how they add some more pieces and build yeah. a little more, like they set things up really well. I mean, I'm, I love to make the playoffs this year, but I think if we kind of keep this, build this foundation and then kind of do that second year thing that we've talked about, like that Nashville did or Austin. that uh, Austin did. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'd be really happy with that. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm perfectly pleased with how things are going. So
2: do you think we'll make the playoffs?
1: I, yeah, I do. Yeah, man. I, re- I do. My man. I, I really do. I think, I, like, I wouldn't have thought this, like, you know, even a couple months ago, but, like, the way they're looking, the way it's building this, if they keep playing the way they have and things
3: keep gelling together,
1: like, okay. then they can do it.
3: All
2: right, Johnny, what about you?
3: Yeah, um, I'm really happy we're having this conversation now and not after the Austin game.
0: Yeah, that's good. Because <laughs> after losing the Montreal
3: and Austin, I was pretty depressed yeah. and thought, well, this isn't really where I wanted it to be. Um, But I'll just echo everything Corey said, like I'm for people who weren't listening to our first five episodes. I'm a Seattle Sounders guy and I was in Seattle for their first season. Um, I'm not (laughs) Seattle anymore. Don't worry. Um, But that was my that was my frame of reference for what an expansion team could look like. And then I think a lot of people in the South had Atlanta as their kind of like gold standard for what we should be in our first season. And if you look at all MLS expansion teams like that's not fair <laughs> like those yeah, are right. those two standards are just insanely high um and so i was expecting us to be more like a nashville launch or an austin launch or even less than that just knowing kind of the soccer culture of the area and the, the sports culture being a lot of transplants there was a chance that we were not going to be as successful
0: mm-hmm. i
3: wanted it to be obviously and i think now halfway through the season you can look at it and say we are way closer to Seattle and Atlanta than anybody probably expected. Absolutely. And there's been articles about that in uh, Charlotte Business Journal this week and in The Observer a few weeks ago, just like they've really killed it. And the fan culture is great. Yep. Um, I think we're gonna make the playoffs just because of these last two weeks and it seems like a lot of the changes that have been made are things that some of us here and in Slack and in Mint City in general have been asking for and it's working. And Um, So I'm really positive about the team. My dad talks about it all the time, and he's 65. My neighbors talk about it. They've never liked soccer before. And then at this game against Nashville, uh, the two seats next to me were two guys who'd never been to a game before. They'd never been to a soccer game before, but they said they watched Manchester United on TV. And so they looked at me and they're like, this is gonna be good, right? I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be great. And after the first goal, they lost their minds. They're like, "This is the best sporting event I've ever been to in my life." Yeah, I'm like, "Well, you should go," because they were talking about Min City the whole time in the supporters section. I'm like, "Yeah, you guys should get tickets down there. It's nuts." So it's kind of knocking out of the park in every way that I wanted it to. Yeah, as positive as I could be, I think.
1: To jump in on the fan culture too, I think that's what's been exciting to me. It's just like seeing, like I said, I mentioned on that first match, seeing everybody walk up town with the like try to see you around but I feel like just on a random Tuesday I feel like I see a decent number of people just like yeah. wearing a jersey wearing a hat wearing a shirt like whatever it's become part of the culture and kind of a similar thing with you said I brought a friend of mine oh what match was it um it was his first ever soccer match he's not a soccer fan at all he was just coming into town, so I invited him to come along with me.
3: I think it was the Red Bulls game. Was it, that it, came it, up after Yeah, yeah you, it was yeah. Red Bulls.
1: Um, and we won that one. And I think he was fully expecting to not have a good time at all. Like, just to be like, okay, I'll do this thing with you because you <laughs> like soccer or whatever. And he loved it. He yes. had a blast. And then I gave my tickets. The one benefit of this time, I gave my tickets to someone who would only been to one Charlotte Sea game before, and it was the 1-0 uh, loss. I guess that was... I'm forgetting all the games now. <laughs> it was a loss, a recent loss. Austin, it might have been Austin. Yeah.
3: yeah. Awesome. It's terrible.
1: Yeah. Um, and so I was the only he'd been to, so I gave him tickets to the Nashville game and he had an amazing time. Yep. And so I think like people coming and seeing it and like building the fan culture is a really big part of it. And I think mint city, especially the sports section and, and everybody involved with that has been a really big part of making that culture sure. and, and
3: building the atmosphere there. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, yeah. All right, David. So I um <clears throat> Do you have like, to be politically correct in your answers? No, I don't. I don't have to anymore. So no, you're good. Watch <laughs> yourself.
4: Um, so I, I would say my season's been kind of like a seesaw effect, almost. Like started the season on a really high note. Um, I, you can call me a super fan, or I guess like a, a super optimistic fan. Was like, you know, I kind of bit into the the spin of like we're gonna host a playoff game, we're gonna be the best ever, and then now like Corey sharing about the Charleston game, I was like holy shit, like, <laughs> who who was our striker for that game? Because we didn't have Daniel Rios, we right. didn't have Swartovski do we, like, we, I know at DC we try to TT out up on top but like, yeah. who was our striker against Charleston? I have no idea,
0: I but anyways I
4: yeah, yeah, I digress, but yeah I, so yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I don't know Gaines maybe? I forget I, man, maybe. it's so long ago, yeah. right, but either, either way right, <laughs> so I, I definitely bit. I, I bought into the hype early in the season then we, then we <laughs> lost like our first Two or three games and we won our games here and there but then <clears throat> you know towards the end of miguel's reign here for a little bit i started getting kind of um i don't want to say pessimistic but i was kind of like eh okay we're, i don't think we're gonna make the playoffs here we were we haven't won a game away yet we're lucky to draw on a, on the road um our home games haven't been really um definitive wins lately and it was it was kind of demoralizing a little bit um yeah lately it's been better kind of like johnny said though like montreal was kind of a okay like covid and then austin was a tough loss but obviously nashville's everyone's back on the high horse again a little bit um i definitely think we can make the playoffs hosting a game don't know if that's going to be a possibility a little bit i'm going to be a little bit more realistic I'll, I'll be happy if we just make the playoffs at this point but i'm happy with where we're at we've had some I, we've just been talking we've had some really good moments um some high moments. Some very frustrating moments, mm-hmm. um, and it's been it's been a fun journey already to be here halfway um, through the season, or a little bit past halfway now. So, what about you, Swift?
0: Yeah,
2: I've been pleased with the season so far. Um, I I kind of disregard preseason because it doesn't matter, and no team has all their pieces in place. Right. And I knew reinforcements were coming, so didn't put too much stock in preseason. But I think since then we've shown that these players are actually good. Uh, I think a lot of pundits kind of looked at our roster and was like, really? Uh, I look at someone like Brant Bronico, who's probably surprised everybody. Uh, But I I have a lot of faith in our scouting team uh, and who they brought in. Um, And I think I've said it a couple times on the show now, I think people are really gonna see and maybe have started to see our our depth uh, and the folks that we can bring off the bench to close out games um so i i think sixth is where i see us finishing but i uh, so far i mean we got our first first road win and then we spanked nashville so we're i
3: think we're off and off and running so yeah i'm pretty pleased i'll say too even that austin game i was like we were pretty depressed afterwards but i still felt like we controlled that game right yeah and we right. i just looked up we had 64% possession we had a better oh, xg yeah. like we were a Better. I thought a better team against Austin, which right. Austin's not bad right now. Yeah, So absolutely. even in like the tough moments of the last few months, there's been some right. positives. And I did not expect to have that with an expansion right. team. I expected to be like, well, that game sucks. Let me just move on and hope to do better in the next one. And I don't feel like we've had many games like that. Yeah. That yeah. have been yeah, really me, bad.
1: To me, the Austin game was Less a bad loss, but we just frustrating. It was right. like yeah. they controlled the game, Could not except finish. for one bad yeah. Yeah, just, counterattack, yeah. and, and and not stepping out there, and then couldn't finish. So like that was that's kind of one of the examples of like I expect a lot of this team because they should have at least drawn, if not won that game, and it was frustrating that they couldn't figure out a way to do it. But I'm I'm happy to be mad at like these one goal losses here and the there, place. not getting blown yeah. out like five won by people
3: at all and there's been enough significant progress like the one game that i think was probably my low and might have been for the team was the home game against montreal mm-hmm. like mid-may yeah i just thought we looked so bad. bad and and there are reasons and they change fix those reasons <laughs> that i'm not going to bring up so what, what happened i don't know i don't remember um, and so since then it has been all positive and i feel like it's going up and i I know, like it's a long, long season, and we'll have some more downs before we make yeah. the playoffs, probably. Sure. But um, it's really good right now. Johnny, can we talk about another
1: negative that I haven't really experienced? or don't know much about, but yes. is there something with, um, <laughs> with with
3: straws
4: that is that you such have a good segue? On?
3: So we need to talk about the straws, Charlotte right. FC fans. Hashtag um, Strawgate. If you are not only drinking beer and you are drinking Powerade because it is sweaty hot and you don't want to die. Um, like those of us in sections 136 and 135, who I am now the spokesperson for, um, you have probably tried one of the straws at Bank of America Stadium, and not just one. You have probably used 35 straws in one game because they break before you take them out of the package or while you're drinking the Powerade and it squirts everywhere or... Many, many, many times. So I would like to uh, make a formal request to President Gussler here tonight on the show to get better straws in Bank of America Stadium. Thank so you. Thank, thank you very much. So,
4: so I, I have been, <laughs> I've been condition, I've been told that we are as supporters the straw gatekeepers. Yes, that's right uh, in the stadium. I think That's so, official. Um, Johnny, like, why do you have to use a straw? That's fair. That's, like, fair. that's, that's exactly yeah, my that's, question. So, that's so my counterpoint my here, question. I just have to tell you, I quickly googled. Why should you not use straws? And for those who are here, you can literally see me Googling that. And one of the reasons Johnny here is that drinking through a straw can contribute to lip wrinkles, mm. <laughs> b- b- bloating. They just covered, his-
1: just covered his mouth. He sat back from the bike. No, cause I was laughing mouth. too hard.
4: That
0: was not what I expected him to say. I ca- thought we were going ca- to the ecology route.
4: And teeth staining. So it's fair, I'm yeah. just letting you know that not only are you helping mother earth by not using these straws, and it sounds like you're breaking five of them at a time. Right? Yeah. Because at least. Yeah. like Yeah, at least so, five. So you're adding more waste to the world, but also you're hurting your lips by lip, creating lip wrinkles
3: for you. <laughs> <laughs> lip wrinkles. So to quote Jeremy McCall, who is in the section next to me, he says I feel as though we are being marginalized in an attempt to silence our uprising when clearly a cord has been struck with the masses. I am not the only one who is upset about the straws. And I would just like it fixed. I'm sorry.
2: Are they are they like dry rotted? Like yeah, I'm very
4: confused. Yeah. No, no, that's a very good point because yes,
3: yeah. Older. Oh I'll, yeah, Becca, I'll
4: Becca getting Becca get the scientific, in scientific they're, they're, they're not though. They're,
5: uh, they're a they're eco friendly version of a straw, but they're but they're but, not. But, but I will say, I'm in the supporter section. Mm. These straws affect me too. Yes, thank you. Thank I have you. these delicious mm. slushies that need <laughs> need to be need to be imbibed. Yes. I can't.
4: I think the reason Becca's straws get broken is because she puts it in a cup holder and fans are walking by and they clip
3: the straw. No,
5: The cup never leaves my hand. The cup never leaves my hand.
3: So tonight I meant to bring, as an example of what we should be pushing for as a society, the straws from cookout. So if you go to cookout sometime soon, which I'm sure all of you will, buy a milkshake and ask for an extra straw so you can bring it to the Charlotte FC game and drink your Powerade that way.
1: Does anybody know mm. if a stadium the stadium
3: allows you to bring your own stainless steel straws
1: to games? That'll
3: be a weapon. Sir. That has no. been suggested, but I, yeah, I don't want to stab anyone with a metal so, straw.
1: There's no way. It's no more weapon than my keys are. Like
3: uh, they do check. Your, no, but, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Chantry has. I, I've got
6: two very quick points to make. <laughs> Unbelievably. Uh, no, number number one is uh, how much money did Cookout pay you to say that's the they sponsored their, their milkshakes because, are fantastic. They have many different e- options. After 50 episodes, we still haven't got a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't don't make, forget
7: the watermelon milkshake. No we
1: second. are making no <laughs> money from this.
7: Cookout, you can still sponsor. <laughs> Correct. My, my second
6: point is. How great is it that, as a fan base, that that is our point this right. of this season, right. that that's what we're complaining about? Yeah, it's a pretty good, Whereas it's pretty good season. Where Nashville, as other people have seen all sorts of things <laughs> going on today, and other supporters and uh, teams throughout the league, and that is our pace. <laughs> I would have dreamed about this in February and March.
3: I just want better straws before we sign another designated player. That's all I'm asking. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> it feels great that I think we're at a point where we feel that we can win the month. Yeah. We can win the month. We've had two, I feel pretty confident wins here. Our first road win and our first big home win. And yeah. looking at the upcoming schedule, we can win the month. Right.
2: But what about the straws, What Mike? about the straws? <laughs> Let's
7: get. I, no, he's right. Uh, the straws are awful. I like the slushies yes! because it's hot in uh, the Carolinas, and I grabbed several. All right, uh,
4: <laughs> so just, I, just I, don't
1: I, use a straw, people. Correct. Just either whether you're drinking yeah, a beer yeah. or a powery, whatever you're doing, just just drink it out of the just, cup. Yeah, yeah save the save the world.
4: Cup. But I also just have to just state here that in my in my early Mint City Collective days, there was an individual that's at this table who encouraged me to run for president. Of Mint City Collective. Who You're that? welcome. He's sitting right across the table from me right now. He's it's me. But now, because of, because of these straws, he's trying to do a coup de ta. A coup de
3: ta? I would like.
0: <laughs> hold on. A coup de ta? <laughs> a coup?
1: A coup de ta? I wish we had video going on this podcast. That was, that was gorgeous. He was looking at it. I was his looking phone, at it, trying to read the pronunciation for <laughs>
0: Whoa. Oh man. All right. So, so, I just
4: want to <laughs> let you know that all of this is Johnny's fault. So.
2: Uh, so the coup d'etat, that Johnny.
4: The coup coupe d'etat is, uh, is really. A, <laughs> is
2: that the I win this year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh my God. Okay. the DM,
1: y'all. Um, go. <laughs> so, I want to hear y'all talk about a little bit <laughs> to move on from Strawgate, uh, as important as Strawgate. that is. <laughs> um because i wasn't at the nashville match mm-hmm. i want to again like i said earlier live vicariously through y'all what was it like i want to hear that from obviously what happened on the field i've watched i watched the first half on my phone at avery brewing <laughs> in boulder oh, nice. nice then we had to leave humble brag um uh, and then i watched the highlights of my phone this afternoon so that's my only experience of the game so far so i want to hear one kind of on the on-field stuff but also just because this is the first match we opened up the upper deck at all since the home opener what was like the atmosphere there like and everything like that. I'll jump in with you first, Matt.
0: Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, they opened up the upper deck, but just one section. Um, so it, it was pretty full. I, I felt like so like one uh, section, like one kind of like, like portion. one area, not yeah, one okay, section, area. uh, one area. Okay. Um, usually where the, the, the sun side, if you've, if you guys have been to the game, there's a shade side and a sunny side. Yeah. It was on this. It, and it's usually where the, the camera faces okay. during games. Uh, so they opened up that whole area. Seven sections,
3: I just yeah, counted. Yeah, seven,
2: seven sections. So, oh. uh, but yeah, I thought it was a good, really good turnout. Uh, the rain didn't keep a lot of people away. I, I know on the tailgate, it, it rained pretty hard. I was soaking wet, but um, yeah, atmosphere was fantastic. We played great, subs were amazing. We finished our chances and I was really shocked actually. So, and kind of impressed, you know, we we didn't stop we we kept going even we when we were up three to one i was like okay this is this is it we just kept going and kept going and that's really encouraging to me and um when you have people like andre and ben bender coming off the bench that's that's scary um but i thought it was just a complete cohesive game and really good subs uh and really good individual performances for from everybody that part
1: that you mentioned about not 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 giving up, keeping on pushing was, was that I me mean, just looking at the scoreline too, is that I feel like I've expected that when we take a lead, it's sit back. Let's just hold on. Everybody yep. just hold on and, yep. and, and play good defense. We have a, we typically are solid on defense and that makes sense. But yep. to see them score those two, like back to back within like two minutes of each other goals in the 89th and 90th minute or whatever it was, was like, I'm glad we're still pushing forward, making those, taking those chances and being yep. aggressive with it.
2: Yeah. And you, and and don't, don't be fooled too, by with Latanzio is like, he's going to make that the right. de- defensive sub quote right. unquote, where we kind of go to a, maybe like a five back when we're on defense. But, you know, going forward, it gives us some more options. And then you sub in Andre, Ben or someone, you yeah. know, uh, something like that to really push things. So at first it looks a little bit defensive,
3: but uh, it's, it's not. Yeah. Well, and with the five backs, Mora and uh, depending on who it is, Harrison or um... <laughs> Swift just ran away. Uh, <laughs> Morrow or Lindsay, um, or Harrison or Lindsay on the right, like they are still going forward quite a bit. Right. So it's not it's not like they're completely parking the bus on those um, in the, at the end of those games. I would say in the first half, I thought it was pretty even, surprisingly. Yep. Like and Nashville I, definitely had some chances. They Nashville had, some chances. had so many good chances to score, and Kalina's legit, and the crossbar was super helpful. So um, it was a good, it was just a good soccer game in the first half soccer match sorry and then in the second half um once we scored a second and then I think it was we went up 2-0 and then they got a penalty right um once we went up two I thought we're gonna win this and then Mukhtar got uh, his penalty and I thought no we're gonna give this away (laughs) and so after it was 2-1 I looked at my wife and she she was a college soccer coach so she's always like far ahead of me on analysis of every game we go to Um, And she's like, no, I I think we're better. I think the goal is going to come from us if he can make the right subs. And, of course, then he made the right subs. And we did what we did in Houston, which is play those guys um, against a really tired back line for Nashville. I think that's the advantage that Latanzio is at least pushing into right now is that um, Reyna and Josviak – tire everyone out because they are nonstop motors. And then they're really, really tired at the end of the game. And we bring on Bender, who's insane and gangly and all over the place and hustles <laughs> like like mad sometimes. <laughs> and Shinya who can finish and is yeah. also fast. So like we if we keep that super sub thing, I'm sure that they will. Other teams are going to push back and they'll find ways yeah. to counter against it. But um, it has really worked for two weeks. So the entire game, I'd say, was like the best match I've watched of the team maybe maybe the whole season in any game that i've watched though the there was a cincinnati new york city fc game that was completely bonkers it was maybe the best game of the year but um but it was the best game charlotte's played for sure
4: yeah I, how, how many sections did you say they opened up on the top seven. 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 seven, yeah so i i will say like i was really happy the team at least like i know when we were talking to him early on when we found out that they're gonna do that. Um, They were like, yeah, we're always going to listen to fan feedback and we're going to, you know, we're going to open it up to make, you know, certain games a better experience. I I pulled up the official attendance record for that night, 36,244. I honestly expected more. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Like when you hear 36, we've been averaging 31, 32, 33 pretty frequently. And so for us to open up seven sections up top, I think you cannibalized some of the lower bowl. Mm -hmm. And I think you did see that on the sunny side as Matt Shared earlier on that TV yeah. side on I that club on the TV level. broadcast. Yeah, um, the supporter section was was completely full. Yeah, the the shade side was pretty full, and then yeah. the upper deck was pretty pretty full. Yeah. But well,
3: and, and to be fair, like a lot of people who are season ticket holders, when they see there's a storm coming and could cancel the game, probably aren't going to show. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So I know they count some of that, but they, yeah. the the walk up crowd
4: was not buying. Because yeah.
3: it was yeah. pouring rain, right?
4: Yeah, and Seven so points. you know, I, I get it. So I, I just, you know, for me, it was, it was a little disappointing personally, just because I'm like, I want to be like 40, 45, and make even yeah. louder, right? But that's just me being selfish. But um, I mean, I agree with you, Johnny. I feel like that was probably one of our most complete games that we we played. Um, super subs are great. I know, you'd, like you were talking about, just the speed that we have. That's even like including players that we have that are still on the bench, right. like so Vargas. Ga- like Vargas yeah. or Gaines that yeah. potentially come on. Granted, they may not be able to finish as much as Shinashiki or you know, potentially Bender, other players. Um, but I feel like it was one of our most complete games, even with Nashville having the chances they had. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just really happy to see Sergio get his first goal. Yep. Yeah, um, that, was that was great. I, I literally like, great. had the megaphone in my hand and I'm like screaming up and down and beer got inside of it and it ruined the megaphone. Yes. But oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um but it, it was a great it was a great game. Um, I could not have asked for a better game. I try to get two of my buddies to come to this game and I text them after the game like, Yes, missed out. Four it. to one. Yeah. You don't ever see this many goals in a game typically from Charlotte. So you definitely missed yeah. out on four beer showers. I mean, but we, good.
2: we
3: dominated a really, really good
4: yeah. team.
2: They're yeah. they're winning yeah. right now,
3: I think. They Johnny? just took the lead on Seattle. Mukhtar scored in Seattle. Or no, in Nashville, but they're dominating unexpected goals.
0: Yeah. yeah. So.
3: eight shots to one in the first half. Yes, we're kind of watching it here at <laughs> City <we're... clears throat> But no, I, I think it was a great game and Corey, you asked, too, about the atmosphere, like with those extra sections, it felt as close to the home opener as it's been. Really? Yeah. Like having people up top, like I don't know if we can hear them louder or what, but it felt like a bigger crowd. It felt like a bigger event because those sections were open. And I hope they do it far more often than they have so far. Yeah
1: y'all talked about um or i guess david who now walked away we're doing beer refills apparently it's that time of the show where we're getting to be <laughs> beer refills where, like one person leaving at a time um which i'll be next probably um but you mentioned you mentioned um sergio finally scoring mm-hmm. and and i that was one thing just watching the first half watching the highlights is he seemed to get in some really dangerous I mean, because he was the one like that, that cause the penalty yep. and, and for the first goal yeah, yep. and then scoring the second goal. It was really nice to see him getting up in some of those positions in the box to like give yeah. some options for people that are throwing in crosses or, or putting in service in there.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's what he's going to do. And I, I, I think people are going to start to see him progressing a lot more. Yeah. He's got, he, you know, I think he's in a good head space. He's, I think he's acclimated well now. And I, I think, you know, not having him sit back in that six role, kind of more up in the eight, I think he's going to get in those good pockets the space and he's going to be dangerous. He sees the field really, really well, yeah. um, and I think he's just going to get better and better. And it was really, really good to see him score because um, I just really personally like like him a lot. I do too. Every time yeah. I look at him, I I, I smile because he just seems like he's yeah. so happy. Um, so I'm just I'm thrilled and like I said, it was just such a complete game to dominate a team like that. Yeah, um, it was yeah fantastic.
3: Yeah, I think too. Ruiz is freed up because Bronico has been so good. Yeah, like, uh, yep. Ruiz has the capability, I think, to play a regular center mid role where he can be some defense and some offense. Box um, to box. Yeah, back. box to box guy. But Bronico has locked down this CDM mm-hmm. position that Corey and I played every time we played FIFA back in the day. Um, because it's an important role. No and No one wants on to FIFA. play defense. Well, yeah. Or in real life sometimes. Um, but it's an important role, and Bronico has been – He's all-star caliber. We won't talk about the all-star game too much because Matt and I will punch each other. But Straight garbage. Um, <laughs> but, like, he should be an all-star this year. He's been that good. And I don't think anybody saw that coming from him. Right. So now that he's playing that well, Ruiz, now that he's starting, hopefully for the rest of the season, can yeah. kind of live into the role that I think they
4: had envisioned for him when they signed him. Yeah. Do you think now with – so, Sergio, it's been two games, but I, I don't see him – being pulled anytime soon? Nope. right. Not for the guys who haven't been on the roster the last right. two weeks. Yeah, but what the, that third cam other midfield position that we have, mm-hmm. is McNeil. Yeah, so McNeil right now. Yeah, McNeil slash Bender, whoever it is. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think that's the long term plan. No. I mean, I I, I could be wrong because, like, again, we all didn't think maybe Bronico wasn't the long term. plan. Had no idea yeah, McNeil right, was going to be yeah, on yeah. the field. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. If you're if you're the team now, does this change based off these recent games your plan of bringing on a different yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, or, actually, and
2: I do think yeah. that's one of the questions later that someone wrote in. But yeah, um, yeah you you don't change. You go out and you because they they have targets that they want to bring in. So you bring in a cam. McNeil can be a cup player. He could be a backup of a back backup. So you know you know people go down injured. You know, but you bring in a cam and you have Bender coming off the bench. And again, right. if we want to make the playoffs, y- you have to have depth. So, right. yeah. The only thing I
1: want to throw out from the match, just again, watching it, the highlights and watching it where I did is Svidersky finally scoring again after his long drought. And I would say the celebration, which yeah. I know there's a question. <laughs> about. We'll, we'll get to celebrations <laughs> a little bit one yeah. of the questions I love. But I just feel like there's been this, and I've seen some of it on Slack. I'm not as active on Slack as you all are, but. I feel like when you see the team celebrate, there are a lot of times you haven't seen Svederski being one of those, like, really excited, happy to be here celebrating guys. Yeah. Whether that's true or not, it's just, like, the perspective that I've kind of seen looking at, like, the videos and photos, this and out. So seeing him score and the celebration, how excited he was and running him into the, the sports section just, yeah. like breaking stuff and, and just like yeah. losing it
4: and <laughs> making a fan get a plethora of smoke glasses into their face. <laughs> <It's> amazing.
1: <laughs> like it was just I was so excited for him to see that because I feel like he's he's a really good player. He's gonna be a big part of this team and I want him to like I just feel like it was a release for him to Absolutely. have that moment and be yeah. like all right i'm part of this i'm in it let's go
2: yeah his, his press conference he even kind of mentioned he's like hey i i'm a dp i know what i'm supposed to yeah. do i get paid to do this and it's it's been a struggle so i i think you saw the that release like you said mm-hmm. from swiderski and also that kind of release from ruiz too when when he scored you can you could see it in their face and their their actions and everything too that's why i think this game was My my second favorite moment because it 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 just helps so much with confidence. All these people are scoring. It was a you know four one victory. So uh, I I think this game was just great on on a lot of
3: different fronts. When when Fuchs stepped up to take the penalty, I was upset because Swiderski needed a goal. I thought he desperately needed a goal, and this was a chance. And I'm. I'm not complaining now because it all went okay. But, like, for months, we've needed to see him get the monkey off his back. And he got it. And so when he scored, the place kind of went nuts for multiple reasons, not just the goal, but I think because they understood, most of us understood, like, as the designated player, he had to score. And he hadn't for a long time. So I was um, somewhat embarrassed to say, like, I was in tears in our section after he scored. Yeah. Like, I was, like, that happy. It was just this involuntary thing, and my wife was laughing at me, and the guys behind me were like, are you crying? like, no, I'm not crying. (laughs) Um, Very dusty in here. We were just that happy. And then it came up on the Jumbotron where he punched the, the throne, and people got blasted with smoke, and we were all just giddy. Yeah. and I had a tear in my eye. So yeah. it was that kind of moment when Swiderski scored. Yeah,
1: does, does our audience want to jump in with anything as I, far as that game goes? Yeah,
6: I just wanted to mention one thing about that, which was the the, the move for the Swiderski go, go, goal was a 25-pass move, mm-hmm. which we had, a, I believe, a 21-pass move in the game earlier this season the game it was against, which goal it was. But I was like, oh, that's the best we're going to do this season. Yeah. And we, we, we got a 25-goal move, and every single member of the team, even Kalina, touched the ball in mm-hmm. that move. Yeah. which is pretty miraculous also in that move um someone who i think all you guys and many other songs we've spoken about being underrated is uh brand he was involved in five of the passes of those 25 of the move, including yeah. one really good cross field ball in that move which got uh, uh nashville massively out of position which i think then maybe four passes later we scored the goal yeah. um that it, as far as team goals go that was just really good we yeah. didn't just keep possession in that it, uh, with that move we we moved Nashville around and got them in the, in the position we wanted to to be able to get Reyna in space out wide. And that's ultimately what scored the goal. It was like, it was just a, a joy to see.
0: Yeah.
7: So this is probably the uh, the most ideal game that we've seen so far from this team. We've seen our captain score. Yep. We've seen our first DP score. We saw our first signing score and we saw our early season player Uh, score all Mm -hmm. plus with the work that our other teammates did throughout this game it was just this is where it finally felt like we were a team Mm -hmm. and producing chances that we kind of saw glimmers of early this season that we could have done like everything actually comes to fruition and do i expect it every game no but i actually expect great things for the second half of the second half of the season
0: yeah
1: we all just continue to make me jealous that I wasn't at this match. You blew uh, it, dude. So can we talk about Ava Brothers and Red Rocks for a little while? So no, I, can, sure. I can brag a little wow. bit? No, okay. so hold on a second. I uh, that's really
4: awesome. No, stop. stop. <laughs> Don't make it feel better. you've never been to Red Rocks, it's really cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. But I won't, I won't go too far in to that. But
3: there was, there was a tweet about the passing map, just to touch on what Chanchu just said. A passing map from the Austin game, and I just tried to find it, I forget who shared it, but um, where it showed why having Ortiz and Bender up top just didn't work like none of the passes were there because we were essentially playing with five forwards and they would never drop back and play those roles and i think latanzio saw that tweet and decided to. that's not (laughs) how it works you're welcome that's not how it works yeah you're welcome Um, but i think it was an obvious problem in that game that we had no link-up play between the back and the front and when you bring in ruiz who knows how to play that role really well yep um, it just completely changed the game. So, Bronico yeah. can have his moment because he's playing the position as he should and passing to people instead of just trying to get it out to the wings, which is what they did for several games. And that yeah. just kept leading to continual frustration.
0: Yeah. The so, games who look
1: bad, that's the issue. That's yeah. absolutely the issue. And the games who look good, that's when they figure out a way to do it. So, yeah. um, I know we got a lot, we got some a lot of fan questions to get to in a minute here. But before we do that, uh, let's jump into we got Miami away okay. this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, how are we feeling about that?
2: good it, it's it's funny becca that you that you mentioned Shinashiki's goal because and it came against miami and so i'm looking for reyna to burn miami against um mls all-star MLS deandre all, yeah. yedlin <laughs> yeah. uh, who yeah. should not be an all-star by the way and <laughs> we don't um, have to talk about this and i i you did, hate you
4: did see the team shared that video again recently right <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah.
2: it's ridiculous man so i i'm looking forward to him getting burnt again i do think we should keep the same lineup um Fire. and i would love to see what reyna can do to him in this game get some crosses in and uh that's that's the one thing i've really liked about reyna like uh, you know at, at different points he seemed kind of uninterested and you know just Lethargic, but there's other times he's coming to the game. He picks his head up. He crosses the ball early. Yeah. he's dangerous.
4: And it, it seems like ever since the past two weeks, new system, new coach, maybe yeah. it's sparked a new life into him. From that yeah. could be. So
3: he's yeah. fast enough to change the game when yeah. he wants to, and I think he's fast enough to burn players and wear down the defense. And then he's also really good at the cross. Yeah. like there's sometimes when they're not so great, but the one against or the one to Swierc was great. Um, I think he has enough potential to be a starter out there for the rest of the season, depending on who we bring on. Yeah. Do you guys agree with that? Like, Does yeah. Vargas deserve a chance to start at some point? We haven't seen him at all lately. I, I think Vargas... He's the one that gets the most play, I think, in Slack. Like, where's Vargas? Yeah, What's yeah on?
4: I, but I think it's just because he's a young, potential guy, and everyone was, it was a big name, or not uh-huh. a big name, but it was just like a like a cool name player guy that we signed that people really... I mean, if you asked a player six months ago who Vargas was, I'd be like, who the hell is that? Right, yeah, you know what I'm well, saying? But like, and when
3: he came on, he actually attacked and went for the goal, yeah.
4: which we never did yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> when he was coming so, on. I mean, for me, like, I mean, sure, could we get some potential starts with him maybe later in the season? Mm-hmm. But he's a U-22, like, player, right? Yeah. So, like, if the team recognizes that there's potential there. It's going to take time for him to transition. It's going to take time for him to be able to get acclimated here. I don't expect him to come onto the field and produce right away. Yeah, um, I mean, Like, well, right now, especially because you are seeing players like Camille... Reina, yeah. like are, that, are starting to produce. Like, give give the guy time to, to get acclimated.
2: When, yep. when he's on the same side as Reina and Shin Yashiki. right? Uh, so it's hard, gonna be hard so who, for him. So who do you
4: who do you sit if you wanted them to start? I, I, exactly.
2: Yeah. Um So I I think that's gonna be the problem. The, I think the, what we may have to figure out is like, okay, if he's not gonna be on the left, can you put him on the right? And if not, then
3: I I don't know. He's gonna have to work and work himself into the into the squad i think it's just funny that like the first two three months of the season all we wanted was wingers yeah like we had no (laughs) speed we had no width in the attack at all and so that uh, that was our solution and now we have like seven (laughs) no we have like four that we want to start and they can't all start yeah so the question then i don't know if we want to go to this one or if we've already touched on enough but like where do you go in the transfer window like we talked about um this miami game and wanting to see kind of the same lineup well are there weaknesses enough that we want to still get an attacking mid to replace McNeil? Like I, you were talking about McNeil at one point as a, as a cup player, like he's played well enough to start in these two games. And I, I'm always in favor of improving everybody. I think one of the reasons we didn't win some of those games was because we're near the bottom in total spend on our roster, but um, you go out and get some quality um, to replace guys who are still playing well, it could throw off the chemistry. So do you, stick with the guys that are starting or where do you go next if you want to grab somebody i I
2: still think we're missing like uh like for new england like a Carlos heel like we're missing like a true number 10 that's Mm -hmm. a a real playmaker and not that ben can't become that in the future but we shouldn't place that on him right now Uh, mcneil also too young i do like that he can turn the ball and, and and attack I just don't know if he can keep that up the rest of the season yes. either. So that's why I would like to bring in someone but we need to, if if we're going to make the playoffs and be consistent, if we're going to build a franchise like Seattle, you got to go get Thank you for that. You got to go get <laughs> like a, a true playmaker that's going to get you to the next level. Yeah, we're at fair. this level. Agreed. We need to go up one more. Um, And that's, you have to go, you have to go find somebody.
4: Yeah, I, I would say that attacking mid, and then I would say if you want to continue to upgrade and continue to get players to fight for their spot, I think you have to yeah. go right back. I know a lot of a lot of people love Jalen Lindsey being a local guy. Harrison Awful has shown bits and pieces here. I think he's been good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. he like he's much better at ball distribution and like being able to pinch inside than Jalen is. Jalen at times has lapses where he loses his man or potentially like just, sure. you know, whatever, right? But I, I think that attacking mid, that true number 10, mm-hmm. the right back or the one and two positions we look to upgrade right now yep. um, that could potentially set us up over the edge or tip us over the edge yep. for the remainder of the season.
3: Yeah, I agree. Yep. As we were walking away from the stadium, Abby looked at me and said, it's going to be really hard. My wife, Abby, it's going to be really hard when after the season, some of these players leave because yeah. I love them. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, this is our first yeah. team. These are guys who you come to actually love and appreciate and want to do well. But this is kind of how the game works like we're going to lose some of them for better contracts or because we sell them on or because we replace them with somebody even better. who Maybe we like even more. That's the hope.
2: Yeah, I I could see Fuchs. This could be his one and only season. Yeah. Harrison awful. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Um, You know, TT's on loan. He's probably going to go back or he might just go back now um
0: <laughs> so breaking there, news no nah, there's
2: been some rumors and speculations about sure. one of our players leaving I can see him uh going back
3: yep um I'll see if our still gave me the goal of the season though yeah his Olympico sure. Sure. if yeah. he does leave that was a heck of a moment yeah mm-hmm. I had that, I won't forget that one
2: now that was the win when according against the to, win. Uh, according to brazon it, yeah. it was the win like, that crazy oh, right, crazy win. the yeah. Yeah. The wind
3: yeah um Poor guy.
2: He hasn't played uh, stuff. Do
1: you want to get to uh, questions? to fan pan questions? Yeah, yeah let's, yep, do it. let's do it. Uh, so the first question is from Jay. Jay! Uh, with, uh, with Swiderski breaking the throne, which we talked about, uh, Sergio's slide, Shiki's searching dinosaur, or whatever that was, looking searching back over dinosaur. the year, what is the best celebration we've seen?
4: Hold on a second. Did you read last week's questions? did know. Oh, no, that's I'm, that's I'm,
3: what David I'm, That's, that's does. what I did last yeah. time. So, did, did he call it the searching dinosaur, or is that
4: Jay's? That's Jay's. That's amazing. That's Jay's. Jay's. Well done. That's Jay's
1: description.
3: Um, yes. Searching
2: dinosaur. I think I would have to go with Swiderski's, but Alshamvar at talk, You just said Alshamvar. His little dance thing was kind of good too. Yeah, I like that one after uh, that Google. That. That so yeah. Be
3: cool. yeah. Uh, anytime Bender kicks a corner flag, he's viral. <laughs> kicks the so crap out of yeah. it. Yeah. That's probably up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There were several goals. The one that Ruiz passed off to DJ, um, where he jumped up oh, and like yeah. celebrated yeah. with the, the crowd and went viral because of uh-huh. limbs, where everybody just went crazy at the end of that game. That was pretty good.
1: That was my That's favorite, cool. actually. That, yeah. I was going to jump in and say that one. That one Sorry, because, I stole it. Because wasn't that the first goal after MAR left? Is that, is I'm that right I'm looking up right now. No, I forget which game it was. sealed
2: the game against...
3: Uh, but it was that first game, though, wasn't it? It was against New York. Yeah, right. Red Bulls.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay.
3: The game that you brought a friend to. Yes, yeah. I yeah. did. And everyone went crazy. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. And that was the second goal that sealed off the game.
3: Yeah. yeah. Just seeing
1: that celebration, something about like that one really stood out to me, too. Yeah. Just yes. the, how
4: excited they were. So I've got two tied okay. for 1A and 1B. One is Adam Armour's very first goal in Atlanta for the yeah. franchise doing, you know, eight-town you know, peace you know, up, eight town down. You that's know that kind of thing. I Adam Armour. I, I know it's also Adam <laughs> Armour, but I'm saying like that's you know. Listen, guys, I was getting there, but Swift did not let me finish. Okay? <laughs> but anyways, that was one A, one B was definitely seeing Sergio's celebration this past the week. Slide. Yeah. yeah, was yeah, yeah. not only his just like burst of like screaming, like he did a whole fist bump and screamed, and yeah. then he just ran straight to the post and then. The, Did the slide on his knees. Yeah. Power thrust, you know, whatever you want to call
0: it. Power (laughs) power thrust.
3: Right. I think right, we need it. someone to make a video. Maybe Jay can do this. Jay, if you're listening, make Ooh. a video of all the celebrations, and then we can like rank them and. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There That's we go. Good. I like it. It. Sounds like,
4: it sounds like something our communications director should do. Yeah. Do we pay yeah. him? <sighs> and then
3: and then put a lot of like music to the background of each clip so that we all get really excited about all it. Titanic.
7: All, all Pepis yeah, yeah. The whole time.
1: <laughs> this is a question I've had too, and multiple people asked. According to this document. Uh, Vargas has been noticeably absent recently. Any word on his overall fitness or reason for being sidelined?
2: From what I understand, fitness is not an issue. It's literally, you know, what we said a little bit ago, I think you're competing against, you know, Reina and then Shin Yashiki. It's, it's going to be hard to displace them. So again, we have to, we might have to be a little creative about you move him on the other side to give Yozuak uh, arrest but then you have gains over there so it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for him to to get in but i i would not be worried though guys this is our first season we're building something special here so there's more seasons to come sure so um it's it's all about acclimating people we talked about sergio it takes it takes time for some of these folks so i I wouldn't worry
3: yeah i think the fact that he's young too is what makes that okay like and with mcneil and bender for that matter like these are guys who will be in the system for a while or even we sell on for a profit because they've they have so much potential. However, it works. Um, but for Vargas, he's new-ish. He's young, and he obviously has potential. So he'll get his—he'll get his chance. That'd be, I right now you don't mess with what's working. So. Absolutely.
1: I think the reason I've been wanting to see him is those first couple games where oh. he came in. I mean, he was just so electric immediately. Like that first game. He came in and just it was like, "Wow, yep. wow!" You so don't pass f- it backwards. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was attacking. He was yeah, yeah. fast. He was aggressive. It was yep. like, "Oh man, I want to see more of that." But you're right. I mean, there's a lot of depth there now. He's young, so I get, I get working him in there. But he is. It's nice to have that as kind of in your back pocket. Like you might not play it ton, but you can come out if there's sure. a need or, or a position that makes sense for him.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, there's going to be injuries too. You know, hopefully sure. not too too many and you know not often. But you need need that depth.
1: Absolutely. All right. so harley in slack asked thoughts on how the chelsea match on wednesday will affect the lineup this saturday and how hard do you think uh Latanzio, i'm assuming you mean by cl will push the team to win the friendly match with the upcoming games
4: so i, I just to kind of put context to this we played this saturday in miami mm-hmm.
0: eight
4: o'clock then we Travel back to Charlotte to play Chelsea on Wednesday at 7.30. Mm-hmm. And then we travel to Toronto to play them on the 23rd at Oof. 7.30 p.m. So really? a lot of, like, travel there. Mm-hmm. I'm in a very <gasps> short stint. Yeah. Um, but if I was – I'm not saying that this is the only reason, but if I was the team, I would definitely want to be sure that you put some good players on the pitch to play Chelsea because you had fans pay a lot of money for those tickets. Yeah. Um, and, like, you don't want to yeah. have – U.S. open Cup roster starting don't um, but yeah. don't keep them on for forever like yeah, yeah there'll I mean, um,
2: be tons of rotation because in these correct. friendly games there you know the five sub rule is not not a thing so you can trot out your starters and everything they play a, a few minute yeah. min- minutes not here enough. and there same thing with Chelsea too Chelsea's gonna do the same exact thing uh, they're big stars they're going to play 15, 20 minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think we'll have a lot of uh, our guys from the independents come up and, and play.
3: I think I think most of them will play at least the first half. Like, mm-hmm. I've been to a few of these games where an MLS team who's tired in the middle of the season is playing an English team who's in their preseason. No one takes them very seriously. They're mm-hmm. entertainment. Right. Um, but, I mean, they're competitors, so they all want to win. But I think at halftime, you'll see two completely new teams come out. Exactly. Like, you're going to see 22 players from each team, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the fa- Latanzio knows that the uh, fans want to see our starters and the Chelsea starters will play, um, but they're not going to be taking it too hard. Yeah, I I watched one game. I think it was Sounders Barcelona, maybe where there were some pretty brutal tackles in the first half and everyone was like, what the heck is happening? This is a friendly. (laughs) Um, And so there were some um, angry people out there, but really, for the most part, these games are really calm and fun, entertaining. That's what you should look for and not be too worried about these guys being tired on Saturday.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Like Johnny was saying, you know, the main focus is, you know, put on a good show, have have a good time. Um, obviously, I think Charlotte's main goal right now is making the playoffs, so I'm not too worried about the uh, the playing in lineup situation going on. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be traveling up to Charlotte just to see Pulisic play. I mean, I'm not yeah. a Chelsea fan. Uh, this might be one of the few chances I get to see uh-huh. Pulisic play. Right. Uh, not on the national team, so... Yeah. And we're going to see a lot of that Agreed. so people are just going to be coming to see the stars play for both charlotte and for chelsea but everybody just wants to have a good time yeah yeah
1: absolutely so next question from alex but we've already answered that one so we're, oh sorry I I, I I jumped in front of matt how i was just to I? I was gonna
6: add one final little point on that which most of us sitting around the table support premier league teams as well which don't happen to be chelsea I think most of us would like our worst tackling players to be on the field, <laughs> just, just uh, maybe worst of Chelsea damage. Yeah. <laughs> worst. And just to make it clear,
4: uh, Matt is cheering for the true London team not not this london so
2: team. When, there's two mats the, at the, the table uh, the, the,
0: the, 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 and we both like london
2: teams cory
3: Corey, what premier league team do you cheer for bring stoke to charlotte <laughs> hashtag, hashtag bring stoke to charlotte let's I, get it going guys. i was really close to cheering for a championship team this season so i'm, I'm
1: with you on that Leeds barely survived,
7: but, it's, it's but been i raining, love you it's been raining you, enough
1: for stoke yeah this <laughs> a nice rainy day for stoke let's bring it in so Alex asked the question, but we're going to skip that one because it has, it, we already answered that one, Talking, but I want to shout him out. Alex Willard talking about the prioritization of right back over Cam with the way things have been happening in the midfield, but we talked about that a little bit ago. So I'll skip on to Brad Forbes, who asked, does Fuchs continue to play the left back position for the rest of the season? Do you think his fitness will allow for it, or does he tuck back into a central back position?
2: I think right now you go with the lineup from the past two games. Yep. Uh, Fuchs will need some rotation. Uh, our center backs, you know, we you know Carujo has been uh, got a little dinged up, so I think there'll be some opportunity for Fuchs to tuck back in, and then Mora to be back on the left. But again, it's all about depth. And but for the foreseeable future, you go with what's been working.
3: Agreed. Yeah, I think totally. so. It's on that. Um, we have several center backs now that I trust, which is fun, because that wasn't true early on. I don't think. Um, now that we get to see Walks play quite a bit. So, if Fuchs wants to play there, if he wants to play left, whatever. Like, they're going to rotate and get him in the game because he's awesome. And yeah. he's older. He's still younger than all of us. No. He's younger than me. He, he is older yeah. than me, thank God. Shoot. He's younger than me. How old is he? Hold on. Let's back up. 35, right? Oh, oh God. Well, now we got to look old. it up. I think he's, We're, we're I, almost the same age. I know we're he's younger the same than age. me um so he needs to rest like i do um so he'll he'll get his rest when he needs to
1: nothing makes me feel older
3: than being
1: like you know when, when something happens like oh this is the oldest person that's done it and whatever how long he's And it's so like old. he's 35 oh my god <laughs> shit <That's her> <laughs> don't, this year. don't you like, it, is, it is so humbling
4: to be in that stand and then hear fans be like yeah he's, man he's just this wily vet that just is he's like he's so old, he's <laughs> so old he just doesn't have the legs in him anymore and i'm sitting here i'm like uh, I'm no. only three hundred and sixty five days younger than him. Christian <laughs> thinks is no, hey, okay. thirty six years old. my okay. I don't have the legs either. I don't I know, have the legs sure. anymore. So. I, you never had the legs. <laughs> <laughs> don't even pretend. <laughs> None, I, I None of us I will say, like I would I would continue to start Fuchs on as a left back, especially since the emergence recently with, with Walks coming in and playing so well, playing every single minute, ever since Latanju has come on. Um, why he hasn't started? And continue to play earlier in the season. Who, you know, who as knows? long as
3: Carujo's healthy, right?
4: Caru- like and yeah. I will say, Carujo, I think at practice, actually, this week a little he bit. Did. So Yeah, yeah. Just good. So you have Karuho, you have Walks, now you have Fuchs that could sub in as yeah, a center yeah. back from time to time. You've got a good three, even three good starters, and then you have someone like Jan that can come on and get some more minutes in depth and practice. Makun. Makun, I'm still not sold on, but it's okay. So. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Jump to the next question. Is this? Uh, it's only a first name on here. Is this Jaime?
4: Jaime, yeah.
2: Okay. He's gonna. He's gonna say. I say his name right or wrong, but. I, How did you I, say it? Jaime, Jaime. Jaime, Jaime. Oh, okay. All right. I huh? I'll trust
1: you on it. Our huh? midfield was a place. Are we pronouncing
2: things wrong. Hold on. Yeah, I'm sure. Nice. That's my
1: job, guys.
4: Listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our midfield was a place where the team seemingly struggled to get it right, from tactical to players just not seemingly playing very well. How much credit does Latanzio deserve from a tactical standpoint? For the recent games for our midfield, or is it that we finally found the right balance with the current starters?
2: I I think there's a a little bit of both, but more I think Latanzio his style is, hey, you know you can dribble forward and you don't have to pack pass backwards, right? Yeah. And get, I, I think he, he gives them a little more freedom to to go forward. Uh I, I do think, you know, as time goes on, our players are getting more used to one another. Uh, so there's a little bit of that, but I, I do think that Latanzio deserves a lot of credit for the subs too that he that he's yeah. making to allow uh, players to keep going forward and bring energy and uh, run at tired legs.
3: I'll say I think that it's more the latter, just because uh, Latanzio was the coach in the Austin game where Bender and Ortiz up front were terrible. Um, it just tactically, our midfield did not work in that game. But as Swift just said, he's willing to adjust. And he did and now we're in a place where the midfield actually works so yeah. against two good teams
2: i mean you think about bringing in Mc- mcneil
3: yeah i mean that's
2: yeah. the, i mean you have to have a lot of like balls yeah to to bring somebody like him like hey hey guy um jump jump on in and, and go at me i mean so like he's seeing something in training to be like hey this is what we need, this is what we're missing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I think he deserves a, a lot of praise and I hope people are starting to to finally see it yeah. instead of bashing the guy.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, Steven Elliott, who are some realistic players we could bring in this window to make an immediate impact in the team? And what are some potential departures to expect?
3: Hmm. I'm the professional scout in this group, so yep. I'll start off. Um even Steve. though Swift has the inside information all the time and I just make stuff up. Um, Vaughn in Slack this week posted about Andres Roman, Andres Uh Felipe Roman. Um, I just read the article that he posted, so that's all I know, but that sounds like a good addition. So right. so I'm a, like a professional scout, and I read this thing that Vaughn sent me. That was a joke. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening with this team. Vaughn's on the scouting team. Vaughn now. knows what he's talking about, usually. And so I, I brought his
4: article in as if it was my own, but also n- giving him credit. At least we now know who Swift's inside source is. It's Johnny. So. <laughs>
0: right. it's, it's Johnny, but Johnny's is Vaughn's. <laughs> Just all work around.
4: So I, I have no idea who the who like could be potential targets. I'm not even going to pretend, because, well, like, you know.
3: Before we leave that one, though, like he, um, Vaughn pointed out he's a fellow Colombian. He would pair well with Vargas if Vargas comes in. He's yeah. still fairly young. He has mm-hmm. scored some goals.
4: Like, he would be a good right back to target.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Only thing I would say is, like, because, I, I, again, I, I'm not an official sh- scout like Johnny here. Yeah, that's right. Um, but
0: <laughs> I will say
4: um, who I see potential departures, um, I, I would not be surprised to see T.T., yeah, go. Um, it seems like he's lost his spot to a undrafted rookie from Clemson, um, mm-hmm. and I man, that's that's not a great sign if you're on loan. Um, and we saw that with Franco. Franco all of a sudden stopped yeah. playing recently, and then all of a sudden his loan got yeah. sent back. Right, TT then, was
2: not in the squad past two games. Correct.
4: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think TT could potentially be a player that we see depart. Um, that's the only one I really see because it opens up an international spot. But then also.
3: So, yeah, Swift, do you know anything about Alcivar? Because he has been touted as a young DP, someone yeah. who has a lot of potential for the future. He's still young. He did score the best goal in Charlotte FC history thus far. Um, you know a lot more about us or about this sort of thing than we do. So give us your let me Let me call him an... real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, Just send him a text. For those who fall, can't see
4: Johnny uh, Swift just text Johnny what you know to see what <laughs> I, I am, am the source here. Yeah. You're, you're the head
2: scout. Um <laughs> no I I think they're. I I think Alcevar is still in the plans. I think he'll get some more minutes. I I think he's I'm pretty sure Alcevar is probably a little upset that Miguel has has left and it's going to be an adjustment period. You know, Franco's gone. TT's not really in the squad. I I think it's just it's going to be a little tough for him mm-hmm. going forward. But I, I think there is a path forward. I really like Alcivar. I think he he brings something to the table. And I think he will kind of like Sergio, he'll only get better. I haven't seen exactly what I wanted out of him yet, but I, the potential's there.
3: So yeah. and,
4: there and were a lot of nods during that. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I will say in Alcivar's defense, it's a young kid. He's yeah. under 22 yeah. years old. Yeah. Just moved to the United States. Doesn't speak English. Exactly. Uh, yeah, as yeah. his native language. Right came here with a coach that was probably sold him on the experience that is sure. no longer here. Yeah. So like, of course there's gonna be a transition period. It may be a little rough for him. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I don't want to cut ties with him yet because I, I do see potential there. Yeah. Um, but like for TT, I, I just don't see the the pro for us to continue to hold on to him because he's gonna be gone by next year anyways. So
3: yeah, exactly. It's been a while for me since I really paid attention to a transfer window, but we have some quality players that are fitting in well right now. And They could also go. It's not like it's only players who are really bad for us that are going to go. We could have someone who is decent be targeted by a team in Europe or England or something. So, are there any players or rumors like
4: that that you guys have heard? Because I haven't heard any of that. I I wouldn't say rumors, but I would be on the lookout of Andre getting some attention lately.
3: I would say Ben.
4: And Ben, yeah. Those are the two I would kind of look at. Would
3: would we move those guys this transfer window, though? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. All
1: right. We'll hop to the next one. Uh, James Prez asked how or has the home games atmosphere surprised you? For me, I got season tickets expecting to sell them for a lot of games. I would never dare miss one now. Uh-huh. So he was saying that he was going to try to make money on the team.
2: No, I don't no. think that's what he was saying.
3: <laughs> I, <don't think> that's <laughs> I mean, that's a
1: pretty that's normal. Ex- I mean, what he—that's exactly what he just said. He, he got season thing thing tickets, to expecting to sell them for some for <laughs> I, I a lot he, of games. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think what he was saying was like, I'll I'll get these season tickets. I'll go to the games I can. Yeah. The ones I can't, I'll I'll sell them. And now he doesn't
3: want to miss a single
2: one.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I'm okay with that. Yeah.
2: yeah. You're more positive than I am. Yeah, we
4: are. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: You're just anyway,
3: mean. Atmosphere for the games has surprised you. I think that's where I am too. I'm with James. That like I got. Uh, decent seats that were above what we could afford, because I knew that I could sell some of them if I did, and now we're not selling any, so I'm just poor. Um, <laughs> because we want to go to every but single rich, game. Though. We, but you're no, rich though, rich in joy, rich in spirit. Yeah. Um, it's joy. why he left the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think I'm right there with him. That the atmosphere has been surprisingly good, and we talked about it earlier. That it is yeah. the can't miss event of the week in Charlotte. so yeah.
2: yeah. I I think with early on with the with the PSLS, there was a lot of people that were angry so i I thought that you know after the first match there'll be I, I thought there would be a, a pretty big drop off I've yeah. been pleasantly surprised with the average attendance right um and it always helps when you win and we win a lot at home uh, so I, I think as as the better we get the the higher that attendance will go up but yeah, yeah so far like i've been I've been pretty pumped about I've been very proud of, let me say that I've yeah. been very proud of our attendance
4: yeah so i will say like um i'm gonna selfishly plug the supporters here because that's what i do um so like yes i I will say like the attendance and winning at home is for sure super helpful only losing to la austin and montreal at home Mm -hmm. um helps a ton and going on what was almost an mls record of like what i think five straight home games for an expansion team Mm -hmm. to win at home was pretty unheard of um it gets better and better every week it's still a work in progress it's literally what came like 12 at home yeah. like 10 yeah. who knows right um but it's it's the casual fans starting to fall in love with a team that wins at home just very similar to the hornets early on in their existence is that you had a great experience they got better and continue to grow um but the supporters are going to continue to get better and better and better you have a very large section of supporters that create some of that energy and you're going to have those casual fans and those fans elsewhere in the stadium start to learn what the supporters are doing, sure. And, and we hear every week, at least in Slack, I, hear, I see on Twitter, on Reddit, they want to know what to do. It's just going to take time to do mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's our first year. It's our first year, yeah. right? We're halfway through it, so like, God forbid, we're not perfect yet, right? Yeah. Um, but I think we're getting better. I mean, I, I will just do a quick plug here that if you want to learn the chants, if you want to learn like what we're doing in the supporter section, you don't have to be in the supporter section to learn the chants.
0: Exactly.
4: But they. They do a chant practice now every Thursday at Old Mac Brewery, I think at seven PM. And it's Blue Furia, Met City Collective, all the different supporters, they go there, they bring drums, they bring the chant sheets, they try things. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't.
7: It's okay.
4: But they're gonna keep practicing and practicing, and then that way fans learn in the stadium. And kind of piggyback off Johnny's favorite Seattle sounders here. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure they had the same growing pains early on as well. Like it, they're in an NFL stadium, it's continuing mm-hmm. to grow, and fans mm-hmm. have to learn what it is. We're in we're in month six out of the yeah. first year, right? So I'm gonna pass over to my 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 humble friend here. So I,
6: I just one point to add on to that, just about atmosphere. Uh, again, go back to this last weekend. A, a prominent, very well known, well respected Nashville fan. I forget his name. Um, uh, basically, was like amazed and blown away by how good our atmosphere was and said it blew Atlanta out the water already, which I think is fantastic to hear. Yeah. And then not only that, but Austin fans, even though we lost that game, tacked on afterwards and like, oh no, this he was correct. They're significantly better than, uh, than Atlanta were. Really good atmosphere. Had a great time down there. Their fans were great. Um, like Hearing that from opposition fans in year one already, it's just it's awesome to hear. Um, and, and not just that, but I think we've also started to get reputation as like good fans as well like we're not not uh, yeah, oh there, there's a team yeah there's them. a team that i'll pick on here uh is orlando haven't got a great reputation amongst other fans <laughs> uh, we've tried really hard to have a good reputation for being welcoming to away fans uh, uh outside of the uh, the match itself um and uh having a good time with them because at the end of the day they've traveled a long long way spent a lot of their money to come there and i respect that as, a, yeah. as another fan uh, and have a good time with them, uh, give them a few beers, and, and, and enjoy their time. And I think we've done a, a pretty good job of that in year one, and hopefully more to come. Rivalries,
7: yep. uh, rivalries belong on the pitch, not outside the stadium. Yep. Aren't you just sweet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, I'll jump to the last question we have. No, I totally agree. I, I love the, I want to build a good fan base. I think like that's a great point you made there, Matt, too. I, I like that. There's a lot of mint at that Austin game, I just want to say, oh, too. Huh. I said over by the, the opposing supporter section. It's very confusing. A lot of mint <laughs> and black happening
3: happening over there. All this right, is
4: Verde, sir. Mm-hmm. They're Verde.
3: Well, they're yeah, I but
5: know, they I also know. they have their mint kit
1: too. <laughs> I know, I know. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the last question we have is from CG O'Neill, who asked, uh, "What's happening with Mello? Oh, I thought we'd have him rehab by now."
2: Yeah, good question. So he was injured, came back, got re-injured. So, but here's the thing, guys. Just like Vargas. We do not need Melo this season. He is for the future. Um, so don't sweat it. Um, he's got to get back in shape. Um, so everything's all good there. So he's, he's going to be something for the future. You don't
4: mean LaMelo Ball? Is that, is that yeah,
2: that's what we're I'm talking sorry, about. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. We were talking about the Hornets. Wrong, wrong oh, so right. yeah, the yeah, Hornets. No, uh, yeah. so,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the Hornets coach is. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, that wraps up our fan questions. Anything else y'all want to add before we, we wrap it up here? Because we are at, I, I should plug, uh, because they're closed and we're taking my table now, Yeah. Uh, at Edge City Brewery in the wonderful Mora neighborhood um, once again. <laughs> not no jo- trivia not, tonight.
2: Not Joseph Mora, but just the yeah. Mora. <laughs> but I mean, you
1: could come out here and hang out. Well, too, last time why. we were
4: here, all of a sudden, Mora turned it on and was amazing after that, after we were here. Yeah, that's, ver- yeah, so, that's very true. And you right. know what's going to happen on this Saturday in Miami? Mora's gonna start probably and he's gonna have an amazing game. All because we're in Mora. I just looked right. at Johnny. Like I it's knew like the answer I... to that. It's like, is he really? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you're, you're a scout, you should know this.
1: But no, thank Great. you, Edge City, for serving us some aging beer and letting us hang out Dealing in your patio till after they're vacuuming inside right now. Have, so after have, we by play.
3: have we seen if Edge City has good straws yet? Uh, <laughs> I, if you're
1: drinking your beer through a straw, I mean, that's a personal yeah, that's, choice you make. Well, that's that. your own problem. They don't have yeah.
3: smoothies <laughs> Slushies. But anything else you want to add before we, we, we close out here so they can go home? I would just say thank you for having me back on the podcast. Yeah. It's been like two years and I love you guys still. I can't believe so, It's been that long, man. Has it been two years? I just made I don't it. Up. Know. I don't know. It's, there was it's, a, been, it's been, a been a little recent. Year there was a pandemic. Uh, we brought or something. these guys on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's good to be back.
4: That's all i got yeah 50, yeah. 50, 50 episodes it's a big deal man I
2: can't believe you guys actually thought this was a good idea to I hand know. it off to david enough.
4: it has been in great or, hands. Or, or, biggest or, mistake or, of my life i can't believe you guys let me even <laughs> yes. be anywhere close to this <laughs> <laughs> that's fair it's in, it's in, it's in great hands <laughs> as, as matt swift doesn't <laughs> say a word and just nods his head like yeah you bastard <laughs> <laughs> still yeah. still confused about what a
3: podcast is. He's
0: nodding. <laughs> no one can see it. All right.
3: Well, well, thank you everybody for
1: listening to 50 episodes of this podcast and for supporting us and rating and reviewing and all the things you do. Keep it coming. Uh, and 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 we'll be back once again next week after the uh, Away Miami match to we'll talk more about that.
6: All right.
3: No, stop with the kazoos. Good lord.
4: I've done it. <laughs> On that note, that's why (laughs) it's actually pretty good.
0: (laughs) I don't see.